0: The topic of today is how to face and not fear intrusive thoughts and uh, this may be something that you really are curious about because maybe you have been dealing with intrusive thoughts in the past uh, and now you are scared of them and you wonder what I'm going to do when I do have those thoughts and and today I want to give you three specific steps you can use to face the thoughts and not run away from them because the problem with having intrusive thoughts is that when we are scared of them and we are trying to somehow distract ourselves very quickly or you know try to tell ourselves no no it's nothing it's nothing that if this is coming from anxiety and insecurity these thoughts actually become sticky they don't go away with it it's a little bit like having a line in your living room and pretending it's not there and telling you i don't see it i don't see it well it still exists and those thoughts exist so it's way better to learn to address and learn to deal with intrusive thoughts than to fear them and so that's what i want to share with you today and intrusive thoughts and obsessive compulsive behavior often go hand in hand, they're not exactly the same. So what I want to focus on are three kinds of intrusive thoughts that are very, very common. And, and the, the first kind is this self-doubting thought, you know, where you, let's say you're in the kitchen, you're just cutting some piece of bread and all of a sudden you have the thought that says, what if I gonna stab my friend or kill my children? And you're shocked, like, my God, how can I come up with a thought like that? Or you're standing by the window and you're looking down and you're saying, what, what prevents me from jumping off? Or what prevents me from driving off a bridge? So you may have had those self-doubting thoughts, or maybe there is a thought about, am I really loving my wife or my husband or my partner? Or... Am I just pretending? Am I just complacent? Do I really feel anything when I kiss them or is it really nothing inside of me? Am I actually able to love? You know, it can really spiral these intrusive thoughts into a story that somehow you make up. And then there are the worry thoughts. What happens with my children when I die? And you can totally obsess about those thoughts. Or will I ever run out of money? Will I ever really, you know, feel safe? And what if I'm ending up under a bridge? And then you can spiral around that. So we have the self-doubt. We have the worry thought. And then there's also the replay thought. And that's maybe something you have also seen in the past where you watch something that really disturbed you. And somehow it doesn't leave your mind. (coughs) I had this. Recently happening because uh, very tragically uh, one of my horses died and uh, you know I was woken up by a friend and she said hey Canel that was a horse name she has a colic and uh, You know we have to call the doctor and you know We did everything and she suffered and was so brave and was really trying to walk because that's what you do when a horse has a colic And uh, at the end, we had to put her down. It was just not possible to save her. But that face and that, you know, that bravery and that despair, man, that was definitely something that stuck in my mind for quite some time. So this is what our mind does. It can replay things that somehow are disturbing or hard or or just something that we haven't fully yet wrapped our mind around, and it can replay them over and over again. So you probably relate to those thoughts. And if you have any thoughts that you feel like, I wish I could really let go of that thought, write it in the comment section, because I may be able to help you to also identify more what's actually behind it. Is there something underneath that? But before we go to that step, The first step for you to no longer fear those intrusive thoughts is to learn a little bit more about them. Where do they come from? Well, first of all, they are created by your mind. And I am a firm believer that our mind is not designed to harm us, but usually our mind has some reason to do things. what I'm talking about is especially the deeper part of the mind, the subconscious mind, because we are not consciously conjuring up those thoughts. They are bubbling up. And, and so why? Why are those thoughts there? Well, one reason why they are there is that they are like releases. You know, you could call them like subconscious farts that are just coming out because the subconscious needs to let go of something that has been, it has been holding on to. And one example of this is also a dream. I mean, how many times do we have also kind of disturbing dreams? And it can be great dreams too, but dreams are also a way for the subconscious to process and let go. And if we haven't really done a lot of dreaming or we haven't done a lot of sleeping, it can also happen that those releases happen during the day. And this is why... Over 90% of the population has these disturbing thoughts. So if you are dealing with these thoughts, you're not alone. This is something that happens all the time to most of us. And it is something that certainly you could say is like a jerking of the muscles that sometimes happens involuntary, doesn't mean anything. It's a release. And that's how you can see it. The other thing is that the thought doesn't tell you the truth. Just like when you have a nightmare, it doesn't mean that there is really a burglar in the house or that there is really you know, your, your partner leaving you or your teeth falling out or tomorrow you're going to sit naked in the bus, all those night streams I had in the past. It doesn't tell you the truth and it doesn't give you some kind of a premonition of the future Again, usually those thoughts are simply firings of the mind that are releasing, some people call it even mind junk. And and that's okay because, you know, when we have junk in the house, we usually get rid of it and that's what those thoughts do too. Those thoughts also don't say anything about your character. So if you're looking at yourself now as a potential murderer, because you had the thought of stabbing someone or you're thinking like, oh my God, I'm suicidal because I have that thought. Well, you're not most likely. Again, this is just a thought that has been coming up. And, and it is not anything that tells you that there is something wrong with you or gives you any kind of an indication or judgment on your character. Just don't take those thoughts literal. And that is very important, similar to the subconscious dreams. These thoughts are not anything that need to be really taken as, you know, face value. They're just thoughts that can be also much more metaphorical if they have a deeper meaning. And that's what I come to in a moment. So they're common. They don't tell you the truth. They don't tell you the future. And they also don't say anything about you as a person. And very importantly, they don't have the power to make you do anything. If the thought comes up about, let's say, jumping out of the window, it cannot make you do that. You're not like in a state of, oh, now I'm the puppet on the string of my subconscious. You are always in control. You always have the subconscious control to go and say no this is not what I'm doing this is not what I'm about this is not something I even want to entertain you have that conscious control you know some people say like wait a second if you go to these hypnosis shows right where your subconscious basically is in the hand of this hypnotist isn't that where people are you know dancing on tables pretending to be chicken and you know doing things that are really ridiculous and uh, it seems like they are completely out of control. Well, the truth is that these people choose to let themselves get out of the way. They choose, and this is what the secret of these hypnosis shows is all about, that the the hypnotist is checking so which person is willing just to go for it which willing which person doesn't want to have the critical faculty be in the way which person is up for fun and those are the people they're choosing to clack his chicken and uh, you know sing in russian and whatever they do because they want to have this experience but if your subconscious gives you a suggestion or some thought coming up you always have the power to say no it's up to you that's a beauty about the subconscious not being in charge but being more like a servant so number two once you remind yourself that you had just a normal junk thought that is coming up nothing that can harm you or harm anyone else it's time to let go now again letting go is Letting go from a sense of, oh, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. And not from, oh, my God, I have to get rid of it. Oh, there is a thought. Oh, what do I do now? Because that makes it sticky, as I said at the beginning. So try to practice letting go. And you can say yourself, you know, tell yourself, it's just a thought. It's just a little mind release, not the truth, not the future telling nothing to worry about, I know what I'm doing, I know who I am. And, you know, whatever little things you want to say, but once you have said it, add something positive to this. You know, when we are gaining this uh, this new habit of releasing easily, it's such a good idea to not just focus on the release but put a little extra cherry on the cake by rewarding yourself with a positive experience. This is where you are creating much faster the neuroplasticity, these new neural networks through feeding yourself with something pleasurable. So let's say once you release the thought and say, nothing to worry about, I let it go, has no power over me. Then let's say you pet a cat or you eat a cherry or a strawberry or you help someone and feel good about helping, or you, you know, tune into you know your favorite radio station or listen to something happy, or I just love to smile or you know give myself you know some high five and and just make myself feel empowered and good. Yeah, at the beginning it may feel a little bit like you know contrived and maybe you're pretending, but what happens in your brain is that you are showing that this is not where you linger around, you're showing to yourself, no, I'm in control, I'm moving forward, and I'm going to do something that makes me feel good. This thought does not capture my day, and I'm not a, a mental, emotional hypochondriac where I take all those thoughts so serious. I know there's nothing really that I need to let uh, to linger around or hold on to. I can let it go. So. Add this positive to it, and usually after a few uh, days or, you know, times of trying, you will feel, well, I get the hang of it. It's great. Now, the third step, and that's an important one. That's a little bit more the critical or challenging one, is that not all thoughts are just junk. Not all thoughts are meaningless. There can also be thoughts that do reappear over and over again that apparently want your attention so just with me and the horse you know i knew that this image of this poor suffering horse coming back to me is not only a replay but it's also something that had a deeper meaning and the deeper meaning was that i felt guilty i felt guilty not knowing really why because I didn't really know what I did wrong or if I did something wrong but I felt guilty because I had no explanation so for me it was really important to spend some time reconciling with that this happens that I went through all the feeding and everything we had been doing and all the signs and I saw her you know at midnight before and everything seemed fine and just letting myself find peace with there was nothing i could do that i am really just someone who had to accept that unfortunately horses do get colic for no reasons and there is nothing that you can prevent from happening when you have a thought about let's say continuously i'm gonna hurt someone i'm gonna hurt my family i'm gonna hurt my you know my partner think about It's not about hurting them. But how do you feel? And you may find, you know, I'm really angry. And I don't know why I'm angry. So you dig a little bit deeper. And then you realize, you know, I'm really angry because I feel somewhat powerless. And then you ask yourself, why do you feel powerless? And then you realize, I feel powerless because I want to change my job. But I know that whoever you're with would discourage you, say, no, play it safe. No, we can't afford it right now. No, you have to stick a little bit longer with it. And so you may feel trapped and your subconscious may show you this feeling of entrapment as a way of, well, this is the person who keeps you trapped. And this is what you need to deal with. And not through stabbing the person, but obviously through being brave and courageous and saying no. I need to talk, I need to share, I need to be honest and I need to bring this up because obviously I have given too much power to this person and I have been holding myself back. Or if you have these thoughts about jumping out of the window or driving off a bridge, there may be thoughts that are about escaping, getting away. And that can be just a general sense of overwhelm. doesn't mean that you want to kill yourself. It just means that there is something inside of you feeling it's too much. There is just something where I feel the burden of life on my shoulders and I want to have some space, some relief. And you know it's not about ending your life, but it's about making a change. So these are just a few examples. Maybe you do have you know, this question about your sexuality or you have a question about do I really, you know, love the person I'm with and then you have to ask yourself maybe you actually trust or you don't trust that you are lovable. You don't trust that you are someone who has something to offer to someone and so you are already on a deeper level afraid of what's going to happen when they... You know find out that uh, you're not enough and you know your subconscious can also already brace itself for a heartache the point is that those thoughts that recur they do usually deserve a little attention and they do deserve <clears throat> some clarification I do feel that the subconscious is knocking at our doors in different ways dreams as I said emotions certainly also physical sensations you know things that you know like chronic pain or uh, just uh, some ailments where you would say well you know I checked uh, with a doctor 50 times and we don't really know the reason well there is a reason and your subconscious wants to have your attention but those intrusive thoughts certainly can also be one of those knocks so when you know that they are metaphorical when you know that they don't tell you necessarily the truth but that they are requiring you to do a little bit digging and interpreting and connecting to your emotions and understanding what's really going on right now and what needs to be addressed when you understand that those thoughts are more maybe questions am i lovable am i really powerless am i really trapped am i really tired of life or is there so much more for me to really enjoy? Then you know that you can work on giving the answers and maybe also make small changes that those thoughts feel then addressed with. And often it may be just a great idea to look for help, to go to a therapist, a coach, someone who can help you navigate through those thoughts. But if you do already before a little digging and if you are not just looking at the symptom of, oh, there is something really wrong with me. I have these negative thoughts, but really seeing like, yeah, I guess something inside of me needs to come out. It needs to be resolved. And I think it's about this and that. Well, you already have done a lot of prep work to make this, uh, you know, these sessions with whoever you're working with very successful because you're not afraid of yourself you're not afraid of your mind, you're just open and curious. And that certainly is ultimately what we really need in order for us to not condemn ourselves to be held hostage by our emotions or our thoughts, but really see them as an attempt to communicate, an attempt to connect. And unfortunately, too often we get the knock at the door and we are closing the door even more then opening it up and that is what is i think a big misunderstanding on often condemning our mind as there is something wrong with it then it is actually more magical and more powerful than we have given it uh, credit for and we just don't necessarily know how to collaborate with it now i don't know if there are any questions i just wanted to see one second are there any questions if you have any questions let me know. You can write in the comment section. I have my glasses on so I can actually read it. Let's say you have a thought where you do feel like, I feel that the thought repeats itself over and over again. And this is a thought that nags me. This is a thought that holds me back. Write it down and uh, I will help you or I will try to help you to resolve it and find potentially the deeper meaning in it some some people that I have been working with have thoughts that are thoughts that are very limiting they can be thoughts about what if I ever gonna you know always be a, alone or what if I never gonna have the family that I want and and again those thoughts can be also those thoughts that are just popping up you're just having a really focused day and boom that thought comes up those thoughts can also just connect you to a deeper desire. And the desire is not the, you know, you can never have what you want, but it's maybe this little knock from your deeper subconscious that says, maybe you are not really having your priorities right now straight. Maybe you are spending too much time working or focusing on your career or helping others, and you're not really spending enough time focusing on that, what your heart really desires, what you really want and and maybe because of past disappointments or past ways of not really getting what you want, you still don't fully believe in yourself and your capability to get committed to or commit yourself. Again, the thought is just the beginning. It's just this little tiny uh, you know, phone call from your subconscious telling you, This is an area you want to focus on. So to summarize, most of your intrusive thoughts may just be little jerks, little releases, little chunks that your mind needs to let go of. And you don't have to necessarily pay attention to just like you don't have to interpret every dream that you have because sometimes the subconscious takes out the garbage without actually us having to help it. But then there are these times when you do have thoughts and those thoughts can then really be simply the the hope for your subconscious to have you consciously deal with it and address it. And here is actually a thought. Things are changing very quickly in a positive way. The thought came up, am I wrong about what I'm doing? Well, that's an excellent thought because it is already a question. And it brings up basically this question of your subconscious: Am I on the right track? And uh, what you know, what you want to check in with, which is one of my favorite topics, is what is my right track? What does it mean for me to do the right thing? And this is where you want to go into your core values by simply asking yourself. What is important to me? What do I stand for? What are the things that I believe in and that I believe to be true and that I don't want to simply override? And if you, especially in the topic that you are dealing with, find that your values are in alignment with what you do, then you can reassure that source of the thoughts as, yeah, I am actually doing the right thing and here is why. And then you can directly communicate back. And that is also something that, uh, you know, counterbalancing negative self-talk is one way to address those thoughts that seem to be quite a bit, uh, you know, overwhelming or disturbing or intrusive at the beginning. And then you do see what actually the value is of those thoughts. Well, I wanna really thank you for showing up. The message for you Don't be afraid of your mind. Don't be afraid of your thoughts. Just stay open. Keep your curiosity right there in front of you. Know that there is so much to, you know, go and and discover about yourself. I think we are the greatest treasures. We often feel like we are not. We may have been told we are not. We may have been, you know, just doubting ourselves because maybe we were just too often criticized, too often pushed down. Maybe we have been comparing ourselves too often or competing too much with others. But in the end, we are the treasure. And the treasure is something that is just a a, a gift that keeps on giving, something we can continue to, to discover more about. We just have to spend time. We have to spend time with ourselves. And if you do listen to your thoughts positive or negative disturbing or uplifting and you realize that they come from your mind and and sometimes do actually give you pointers on how to move forward and what action to take and how to find your path your life will only continue to get better and better